I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name's Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. After our first recording, TJ... The thing that went through my head is this would be a fantastic thing to offer somebody who's trying to type themselves. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think that this kind of material, actually, more than anything else, would probably showcase that that's who I am Mm, as well as anything else. But I also have good news for you on this front. Hit me. Later this summer, we are going to do a special nine-part series just dedicated to typing each of the types. Ooh, fun. I'm super excited about this. It's in the works. It will be a long-standing resource for hundreds of thousands of people for years to come. Generations to come, even. We, it will require our present 200-some-odd listeners to, to get the word out. However, <laughs> world-changing, baby. Excellent. I'm excited. <laughs> well, we're going to pick up with the ones. Cool. Uh, talk about the emotional life of ones. So still in that body triad, ones move us right next to the heart triad. So ones are going to be the type of people who act on their feelings. Um, they will have like that, that emotional center is the secondary processing for them. And they will have uh, a lot of big emotions about, about the things that they do and the things that they accomplish. And, and, and when emotions come through into them, they want to do, do something about it right away. Like they, their, their intuition, their, their, their body, their physical presence in the world is, is the first and foremost way that, that they take in information and that they, they absorb and observe the world is, is through that, that body center. But the emotional life of ones plays a significant part but because they are farthest from their head center, they don't necessarily process all of that until way later. Mm-hmm. They have reactions to their emotions, but they don't think about it until later. Ready, fire, aim. Yep. <laughs> and, and that often means, especially because, and, and like there's, there's this give and take, like, like this is because of, and it's, ca- it's caused by, and it is a cause of that inner critic who is constantly telling them that everything that they've done is wrong and bad Mm -hmm. and they could have done better. And like part of it is because they don't think about how they emotionally react to things until later. And it's already telling them that they did it wrong. And then like it becomes a cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. Started to recognize that I think there's a lot of social pressure as well on that front that I'm starting to be aware of. It's not 
just my own self-judgments, but perhaps the judgments of others that actually mm. are an engine for action. Sure. If I don't do this, then others will see me as. Yeah. People will judge you. and Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's for everybody. But this, uh, I'm just aware of that recently. Yeah. In uh, terms of affect, ones are idealists. They're one of the kites alongside fours and sevens. Uh, frustrated when they don't get what they want, but have these high ideals mm-hmm. for themselves and others. Right. And this is how they connect with the world. They connect right. with the world by seeing the world as something that they can improve. Right. And that's that's a comfortable space for them to be. Right. When I'm improving the world. Here's the things that can be fixed. Here's here's the ways that the world should be operating. And yeah, when it's not, it's a problem. Oftentimes, this is the place that I see folks tune out most to connection with me, but it's the place that I want to connect most to them. It's we're talking about the thing that's important to them. And I say, oh, have you thought about this as well? And all I'm doing there is I'm offering the next 10% or the next 5%. Or here's right. here's one more step you could take. Right. However somebody interprets that is irrelevant. What's important is that's how, what I'm offering of myself because this is how I connect to you. And mm-hmm. this is me showing you that I love you is I'm telling you here's here's the next 5%. Right. Whether even if it's re- rejected or, you know, I, I, I long to have banter there or imagine what could be in in that sphere, those next little steps, as it were. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, but again, your affect, the affect for one's being idealists is what can I improve? And, right. that's a, and that's how they're connecting to themselves, to the world, and to others. Right. You said that uh, ones are going to reach a tipping point of frustration to value <laughs> before they get rid of a car. And the, once the frustration finally hits a spot, one's going to say, the, the hell with it, <laughs> and, and, and move and probably immediately. Move on very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Endure, 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 because endurance and long-suffering, that's a virtue. Right. But there's a point at which... Yeah, this is the appropriate way to to interact with this thing that, that because I can fix it. It can be fixed yeah. Yeah. until it can't anymore. And then just get rid of it when I'm out of my life. I think ones and nines both have that, don't they? This may be a side note of like hitting tipping points where like, you, the nine nines anger kind of blows up in unexpected ways. But this mm-hmm. it's similar with ones where it's the ones are aware of their anger. They're just keeping it, as under control as they can consciously. Is that how sure. that would work? And then the frustration. Well, and, and also it's, it's inappropriate to let that anger out. Mm-hmm. And, and how much of that anger is about like, you're not necessarily behaving the best. So there are things about you that can be fixed to help fix this. Yeah. And yeah, it may not be that the car is the problem. It may be that you're driving it badly or, mm-hmm. Like these things need to be fixed, so that the anger, letting that anger out, is is inappropriate and bad until it comes out on its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe unknown, but that self assessment takes a ton of time at, at certain points. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to think through: Is this really about me? Is this really about me? Is this really about me? And so that right. takes a little bit of time. All the while, I'm getting angry at the thing, and angrier right. and angrier and angrier until. Pops. Yeah. 
an emotional reaction. Yeah. Super healthy way to do life, kids. Um, <laughs> but that's also how relationships break, is you right. reach the tipping point of frustration. Right. And and it's also because ones are secondarily attached and, and they have such a drive to, like, situated in between the nine and the two, ones are very interested in, in being helpful and productive people that are that are helping others reach their best self. Mm-hmm. And why don't you want my help on this? Uh, that's, that's part of how that frustration comes out. And, and so like, because they are the, the mental processing is, is tertiary because they are farthest away from that, the, the mind center, they don't necessarily read or engage emotions in productive ways like 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 they have access to it but it it's like it's like on crutches mm-hmm. like the the way that the ones engage the emotional space of others is is often it's heartfelt and it's it's not necessarily broken but it's not quite fully functional because it, it's action first. It's it's I I I understand your feelings and I want to help you. I I want to help make you better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably perhaps systematic. Sure. Here's the system yeah. I've brought bought into Enneagram, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it'll probably help you get through this difficult time. Right. But if you don't go with the system I'm offering, I, pro- I probably don't have the natural capacity to meet you where you're at. Right. Right, I'm sure there's ones but that I don't have think better that, skills there, but yeah, I also don't think the one would be able to commun. Most ones would be able to communicate that in a way that, be, because I I don't think ones would be comfortable saying that, because that's the wrong way to react. Like, if you are rejecting my system, I it it's inappropriate for me to just cut off the relationship. Oh, I see. Yeah. I suppose in those situations, I often find myself, I don't know if this would be true of others, I'm, I'm again, intuiting your, my feelings and your feelings. I don't know what to do about that because mm-hmm. I'm thinking repressed. Right. So or, I will or even feel necessarily in feeling them but not necessarily interpreting them correctly. It's a feeling yeah. that... Yeah. that Well, interpretation would be a thinking process. ...needs yeah. and demands action. Yeah. So we're going to do something about this. Yeah, that's it. But it, it, you might be interpreting a completely wrong sense of yeah. whatever emotionality is happening there. Ready, fire, aim. Yeah. A good person would step into this situation with wisdom and clarity. No pressure, one. You know, and that's, that's, that's what's going on. And if yeah. it's not working, then the one's going to say, why aren't I better at this? Right. I this is obviously my fault. Yeah. And then it's all yeah. about them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That also works real well, kids. Um, the inner <laughs> critic. It's a bear. Well, what is it investing in the heart of the ones in our lives look like? I think ones need to know that it's okay. That that like when they fail, when they feel like a failure, they need to know that it's okay. And that uh, that oftentimes 
Like it, it's really good for those of us who are around ones to provide that like your sense of failure isn't as bad as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And and I think you're good. <laughs> I you might have you might have screwed up this situation, but that doesn't make you a bad person. And and cultivating relationships with ones like like they need to hear that from people that they're in relationship with. So so like me saying me saying it over the podcast to total strangers, I there's no one there aren't ones that are going to hear me saying that that are going to take that into their heart. Mm-hmm. But there are ones in my life that I have close relationships with that need to hear that from me yeah. from time from time to time. A huge catch twenty two for ones is obviously they're doing the most important work in the world. That is the deep desire of their heart is to do something good right in the world. And as such, there's pressure that's built up and that is compounded daily in terms of how they see the activities they're putting their hands to. Right. And this is problematic because you think your work is way more valuable, important and world changing than it actually is. And you're taking yourself way too seriously. Right. And you need to loosen up. And it's, and that's an unfortunate, that's a very difficult way of processing one's one and only life. Mm -hmm. But you're going to be way healthier when you don't take yourself so seriously. Right. And it's also going to open up an avenue to the thing the one really needs. And that's for them to be nice to themselves. We talked about that with Winita quite a bit in our last podcast. Right. But one's being compassionate to themselves and practicing self-compassion is a uh, hard habit to develop. Right. But that open-handed posture, grace towards self, these are things that the, the, if we're in relationship to other ones, giving them permission to be looser, giving them permission to be kind to themselves, giving them permission to get out of town. That's, a, that's the other practice. I'm sure we've said this before, but... If you're in the rela- if you're in a relationship with one, you need to tell them to get their calendar out and block out some days where they go somewhere that they can't possibly improve anything. Right, right. And Stop working for a day. Yeah, but they need to locate. They need to move locations right. to do it. Right. Because otherwise, there's always something to be fixed. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be at home and you're gonna be looking at your yard and it's a quarter centimeter too high and. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> What do ones need to tell people in their lives that they need? I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) Ones need to be honest about, I'm always going to respond poorly to your compliments. Always. I'm always going to put forward a very even keel, yes, but here's the next thing that we're going to do. Hmm. And I really need you to tell me that I did a good job on the task that was just completed. Sure. And I'm not going to give you anything. And I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And that's just, uh, but I, I recall my favorite teacher in high school, I'm, I'm, I'm sure was a one. And I remember going to her once after I graduated, um, I had become an academic her class had been instrumental in my course. I'd gotten a job at a university. I went to tell her how much, her work had meant to me. Mm-hmm. 
and it was discounted, dismissed, and kind of labeled. My compliment was labeled because it was too much for her to emotionally engage in a in a worthy way. I, sure. I, if I, I think that's how compliments can come across. It's a, it's a it's almost like a form of pleasure that we don't trust, <laughs> you know. Or well, you're not allowed to to experience that pleasure until you've earned it. And that's and that's kind of it. And he, but even if you have earned it, it's like you're distrustful distrustful of those emotional swells. Right. You work your whole life for X, you get X, and then I don't it, because your entire you know this is how you connect to the world. I connect to the world by improving things. If I've improved the thing. Well, I don't live in that space. Right. I'm going to the next space. That was, again, we talked quite a bit with Juanita about that in terms mm-hmm. of pausing. The one needs to pause and remind themselves of the great goods that happened a few hours ago. Right. And rest in those. Be grateful. Live in them. Allow them to do their work. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think we we also, we talk a lot about how uh, particularly ones, twos, and sixes are, are verbal processors. Um, like they, they need to to share because they are, they don't do a lot of productive thinking, especially in real time. Mm-hmm. They have to sort of think out loud. And I think that ones also emote out loud. Like this is the, Truth. they react to their emotions. And so in the same way that like, like we need to sit with sixes when they are talking through all of their things. We also need to sit with ones when they are emoting their things. Yeah. Without judgment. Right. And, and, and this is something that I think a a lot of ones need to learn to communicate to the people in their lives is that I am going to have emotional reactions and I need you to be with me through the whole thing. Because if you respond emotionally to my emotions, then we're just going to be piling on and the productive thinking goes out the window. Yeah. In those times of creating space for the one to express their emotions, they're going to feel bad about those expressions later on. Right. And however you can soften that and tell them that in those spaces, it's entirely fine for them to be aggressively angry or frustrated or or sad or because they're going to whatever say it stuff. is they're feeling yeah they're yeah. it's not going to come out quote unquote correctly in their right. minds right and that's and that's something they're going to dig into themselves for later right creating that space is a is an investment mm-hmm. in the the people in my life who create those spaces are a treasure and that ends up being yeah again investment Mm -hmm. twos let's talk about the twos and their emotional life excellent we get to the heart triad this is the group that takes in the world through this emotional center uh twos threes and fours are all about the way other people think and feel and and the way that other people think about them uh so twos the the first in this emotional triad twos are very in tune with the emotional life of people around them. Twos are next to the body center, so we flip the coin on ones, uh, and and we have a group of people that are going to have a, a high radar for 
the emotional lives of people around them and the needs and, and connection that they have to other people. And then they're going to start acting on their perception of those connections. Mm-hmm. So, so twos are often described as the helper or um, like, like caretakers. It's because they know what you need oftentimes before you do. And they want to make sure they are there to help provide that thing that you need. And that's, that's emotional support, that's meals, that's a blanket, that's like whatever ways that you need to be taken care of, they want to help provide that. And, and that is how they, how they take care of themselves is by being useful to you and, and by taking care of you. This is, this is a great insight into how the emotional center is about connection is because twos are much more about how how to take care of you than they are even about taking care of themselves yep like again like fives and eights they're part of the relationist triad and so they're going to expect rejection in their relationships and in order to overcome that they're going to offer something of value into as was said offer help and support right and that's how i connect with the world right Oftentimes, the types get titles. I think since we interviewed Hunter, we've kind of strayed away from the titles Mm because he had some great wisdom on this where he just said that the titles can often get in the way and misrepresent what's actually going on. And so just labeling the types by number continues to be the best way. Right. But oftentimes, the titles that are given to the numbers are about their affect. And this comes across most cleanly in twos, but we'll see it with threes. They're attaching for success. We'll see it with fours. They're, the individualist is, is going to be about their um, ideals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fives are observers. Here's the data that I'm providing. Six are the loyalists. Here's, you know, the security that I'm seeking. I'm attaching loyally to those who yeah. provide it. And so it just, the, I don't know if there's an overlap there, but just as we're talking, that popped for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Twos are, you said, are going to get rid of their car when it doesn't help them serve others. Yeah. I mean, the all of the car things, I think, were like, it, it was a lot of jokes that sort of point to something true. And, and I think this one, like, twos are not interested in the car. They're interested in in the ways that it helps them serve other people. Yeah. And, and and their their sort of their their attachment to the things in their life will have that big filter for them. It's like like how how do these things connect me to the people around me? Yep. Of all things, even when those people haven't been realized yet, we had a friend who listened to that podcast right after she bought a minivan. She didn't have any kids yet. And she yeah. bought a minivan. <laughs> and it's like I got the tool, and it's Someday. ready to go. To what if somebody with asked help. me to carry around five kids, and yeah. she's ready to go? Yep, that describes her house as well. Sure, but this also describes how relationships break for twos. It's not just that the partner in their life isn't helping them to help serve others, but perhaps that they don't their partner doesn't need their help anymore or perhaps has moved away from their help and is not uh, 
complementary in mm-hmm. in what's being gifted them. Yeah, and and this is one of the places. So so twos are most likely to uh, be codependent as well. Uh, so so long, like especially in unhealthy places, so long as there's still something to be something to provide, there's a relationship worth maintaining. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not until that person starts actively rejecting the help being offered that the two is going to start trying to move away from it. Mm -hmm. Is it until then, because that's how the two connects with the world and that's fundamental, that door is often open? Right, because this is how, so twos, they they sort of abdicate their their own, they, they sacrifice their own wants and needs and desires like like they they don't even think about them in order to take care of other people but really it's about like it's in they take care of other people in order to make sure that when they one day do need something that they will have that connection to to twos are, are essentially trying to create relationships where someone else will eventually take care of them the way that they are taking that, that they are offering care and help. Mm -hmm. And so long as someone is accepting that, then that reciprocal road exists. Once you are no longer accepting of my help, then you may not be willing to offer help to me when I need it. Right. It's a much better way to play that out, I think, than what was going in my head. Watch the opening scene of The Godfather if you want to see a, a, a worthwhile presentation of this <laughs> posture of heart. Yeah. Well, what does it look like then to invest in the in the heart and emotional life of a two? Well, I think it, it has a lot to do with providing space for them to get in touch with themselves and and almost refusing to to accept their help until they let you help them mm-hmm. it like like it, it's it's turning oftentimes it, it's a sort of forced turning of the tables but it's also providing a safe space for them to get into touch with that side of themselves they're so good at reading other people but they aren't very good at reading themselves. And, and this, is, this is one of the places where they need the most help and encouragement and, and, and one of the places to, to really build genuine connection. Give, it's by giving them the thing that they so readily do for others. Yeah. yeah. Just to... As a side note, footnote here, you kind of said the same thing for two sevens and nines, and this is a triad. This is the positive outlook triad. Mm-hmm. When talking about getting in touch with the emotional life for those three numbers, is it the case that a positive outlook is the defense mechanism? It's like, here's how I actually keep people back from those struggles I have to get in touch with my emotional life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, all three of those types are detached from their own emotion in a way that 
like they they spin it positive to say nah don't worry it, like nines it it's going to be all right but but they're they're detached from their own sadness uh or or just emotional life in general in order to not sort of place that burden onto other people mm-hmm. and so when you provide space for two sevens and nines where where they can can learn that that is not a burden to you then they they can start to invest in that that space themselves where it's safe yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. it's good what do you twos need to tell people in their lives that they need to say no they need to learn to say no to other people uh on top of that, they need to tell people they're close to, I need permission to say no to you, and you need yep, to exactly. be able to grant that to me. Yep. I, I'm going to say no to you sometimes, and that needs to be okay. One of the healthiest uh, twos in, in our lives, I recall, she's a nurse, and that was one of the first things she, she said to us when we, we do a nonprofit, and <laughs> she got involved. One of the first things she said to to me in terms of I'm getting involved, however, and, and just self, just very self-aware that she needed to say no to people and was making that known. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that the, the good and healthy twos of building real relationships are going to also ask people to say no for them. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was what she was gunning at, but, and, but you're exactly right. And and another way of saying that is is telling people, I will say yes if you ask me to do something. So I need you to not ask me to do things sometimes, because Correct. it, in a way, it is taking advantage of twos, because they won't say no. Now there's a catch twenty two there in terms of if I connect to the world through helping people and and being engaged in those ways. But if somebody is making that choice for me, I don't have the opportunity. Sure. But also it it's not a bad thing to to create and invest in relationships where that's not where there's intentionally some separation there. Yeah. Perhaps it's there are some people in my life whose time I see as probably meritorious of only the most important requests. Sure. And simply having that posture of heart toward the twos in my life. Might be a better way to go. Yeah. Yeah. There there are going to be things that are really important that you will need help. And and that's the time to ask. And there are other times where it's not as important where you could find somebody else or do it yeah. yourself. Mm. And don't ask don't ask twos for help just because you know they'll say yes. Because that also makes you a bad person. Yeah. I think I think that, that that's a big part of it. And I suppose for twos telling others, being aware that, I don't know, maybe even naming that. I feel like you're taking advantage of me here. Yeah. Please don't. I want to be close to you. I want to have a good relationship. I really want to help when it's time to help, but don't take advantage of me. That's, yep. I mean, I suppose that's them pushing. That's, that's a, that is a healthy move to their stress number. Yeah. Yep. That's using some good eight tools, creating some boundaries, saying, yeah, and and if they do it in an unhealthy way, they're gonna like it's it, they're gonna be mean about it. Yeah, 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the threes. How do threes talk, uh, talk about threes in their emotional life? So threes brings us to the center of that heart trad, triad. So like nines and sixes, threes take in the world through that space. They take in information, the, the world around them, their relationships, everything. They, they absorb all of that through their heart center. And, and that's like, that is the information that they experience is how do other people think and feel right now? That's mm-hmm. how they take in the world. But they don't engage the world from that place. They have equal access to action and thinking. So they take in the opinions of the world around them, the people that are around them, and then they decide on how they're going to behave in order to gain more and better opinions from the world around them. I feel like that's my favorite way I've ever described that. Yeah, that's that was solid. <laughs> I think yeah, well played. Part of the pragmatist triad. So alongside sixes and nines, these are magnets. They attach to those in relationship that give them what they want, and what they want is attention, like yeah. twos, threes, and like twos and fours. When they're no longer getting what's desired, gonna go somewhere else. That might be a job, a relationship. It's true about cars. When the car is no longer giving you the attention you crave. Find another one. Move on. You said uh, in our car discussion that when the car is no longer noteworthy. (laughs) I don't think it's how relationships work in terms of, well, it could be, I suppose, for some threes that they, they are involved in a relationship because the person they're with gives them attention from others so they are attaching to somebody who's more attractive or successful and in that somehow elevates their own status Hmm. so if their partner was was to fail or isn't as noteworthy anymore they might separate sure but well and i also think i i got onto the the car thing a little bit too much but i also think it, it helped me realize something that it's it's not just about when when the the vehicle or the thing of the person is is not giving them the attention they desire but it's also when they find something that gives them when something comes along that gives them more yeah there it is that's that, yeah. that's a better even better way to say that so this is also but it could good, be a both and right yeah right absolutely um this is also a good, a really good window into the the same kind of quality of of threes that we talked about with sevens and eights, where they don't necessarily like they're they're they don't process their feeling center productively, and they don't necessarily in clearly understand the impact that their behavior might have on other people. Mm-hmm. And this is this is part of it is that when they find something that gives them more or stronger or better attention that they're looking for, then the old thing might get abandoned a little too easily. Yeah. And, and that, that is very true for relationships as well with threes, especially unhealthy threes. They will move on when they find something better. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to pivot to as well is it's 
the relationship might get you attention from others out there, but it's also the case that you need something significant from the person you're in relationship to. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily as for whatever reason, I spin that in my head as, as a negative, but that's by no means meant to be negative. This is how threes connect to the world. Right. They connect to the world by gaining the attention of the, of those they connect to. Right. And this is like, there are, are great things happening all over the world by people who are doing it for the attention. Mm -hmm. I'm certain that there are astronauts who go into space because they're really, really, really interested in space. Mm -hmm. But I'm also very certain that there are an awful lot of them who are doing it because being an astronaut is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in and, the eyes and, of others. Yeah, they're all they're they're achieving great things and moving our species forward and and advancing scientific discoveries and 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 it's because they want attention. It's not necessarily a bad thing to want people to tell you that you're great. Yep. So we've mentioned kind of the what do you call these? Like the the speakers who are kind of like inspirational speakers mm-hmm. who are yeah. telling you how you can get your life together and gang yeah. job, and this is how you're going to yeah. do this, and you're going to get it all. And a lot of times, somebody like a Tony Robbins is strikes me as a as a as a three, mm-hmm. and they're doing that work, very valuable work, I imagine, in the lives of of a lot of folks, mm-hmm. and doing it because that dude's got a great platform, and right. that's feeding their heart and soul and when they do their job really well here's when they when he does his job really 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 well he gets that fundamental thing he needs right and he also helps other people change their lives for the better yeah but that's yeah. and you're right in saying that's not necessarily his target right it is the fruit there right not necessarily the target right I see this a lot in my relationship with Kelly that are the reasons that we are seeking to do oftentimes very self-sacrificial work comes out of very different places mm-hmm. where I am very idealistic about the fruit and do not need somebody to tell me what there's a, uh, there's an inherent value that I connect to in the work that I do most of the time, even though right. now I'm backtracking on things I said before where I said I'd really need people to tell me I did a good job, but but part of it is because on the flip side, my wife absolutely needs you to tell her she did a good job and she's going to tell you, you need to tell me I did a good job. Right. <laughs> and if if you don't tell her that, yeah, she's going to move on. Yeah, she's moving. And that's, that's not like the, that's not a Kelly Cook thing. That's a three thing. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is the attachment thing. And I actually see that as a really healthy thing. Right. Like because I suppose I relate to t- perhaps like twos on this front where I will just self give because mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. Twos will do it for a different reason, but I'll self give because it's the right thing to do. And it's entirely unhealthy. Like if, if I'm not getting, if I'm not connecting to other human beings, the, some of those ideals may not be valuable at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kelly connecting in those ways, if folks aren't coming back and saying this meant a lot to me, she actually has a, a very clear sense of what's worth putting energy into. Right. Because really, you know, 
ultimately, I think human beings and relationships are actually what matter most. Right. That's not to say that me spending tons of time on, you know, writing books or building buildings isn't valuable. Those books don't care if I write them. That building isn't saying thank you. Right. And it might still be valuable, but I don't know. I'm spinning down a. <laughs> well, it's I I I think there's <laughs> there's healthy and unhealthy in in both of these these things. I think it's it's it can very easily be unhealthy to to spend all of your energy on on things quote unquote for the right reason and and not build relationships. It can also very easily be completely unhealthy to build relationships at the Correct. expense of creating meaning and value. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Comes back to balance. We just always come back. Yep. To the balance. balance. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's like there is so much about threes that that projects this like they, they are looking to be successful and avoid the appearance of failure at all costs. They don't want anyone to see them as a failure because they care so much about relationships. And and the processing of that information means that that they are detached from who they are on the inside. And and like this is this is the seat of that like not being in touch with their emotional center fully is that they are detached from their own emotions and they are very concerned about the relationships outside of themselves because their their worth their value their the thing that they think is important is the thing that other people see right I am what other people tell me I am. Right. Temptation. Right. So they're really good at reading other people's emotions and really bad at reading their own. Mm -hmm. Well, what does it look like then to invest well in, uh, in the threes in our lives? I think it, it is in part to give them that attention because that's, that's how you build a relationship is, is to tell them how great they are to, to, to pour into them the attention that they're looking for, but also to create space for them to deal with and feel their own emotions and, and to not, to not expect them to, to help communicate to them that, that they don't have to perform all the time in this space. Like, like we easily want sevens to be sort of the, the, the entertainment machine. We want threes to be the success machine and the, and the cheerleader. And we very easily allow them to be constantly moving, doing great things like motivational speakers and, and, and builders of, of companies and like we, we let them do this, but we also need to provide space for them to be normal people who have bad days sometimes. Yeah. Because they, they don't easily create that space for themselves. Or even are able to get to that spot where they can talk about their failures honestly. Right. Those actually can be huge breakthrough moments in, in the life of three to and you can't force those i mean it, the environment needs to get created right and and part of the 
part of the way that, that we communicate, like build relationship into like with threes in a significant way is by communicating their value to us outside of that, whatever that facade is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a meme, uh, my bride sent uh, the two of us that just said therapy went well today up until my therapist asked me to stop trying to win at therapy by being funny and gaining my approval. Like, okay, you didn't have to be so forward about it. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth, like, I would, I would, I'd be real curious what three would say to this. If, if, if saying you don't need to reframe the failure with us, like another that another defense mechanism there, but mm-hmm. that can I imagine be exhausting. Sure, and creating those safe zones. Well, I I think that I don't know that that's something that can be manufactured. Like I think it that that type of thing, like that type of relationship, comes in time with cultivation. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think you can start there ever. Because it's often the case that threes don't recognize that they are reframing their failure. Right. In terms of what we can do for the threes in our lives, the perhaps a, just an easy one is just to be very aware of how much energy they put into doing things for the sake of others and, mm-hmm. and creating things that are amazing and, and, and truly with clarity and descriptive excellence saying these are the things that were done really really well like yeah. and this is why you're really valuable yeah. we we joke about gold stars and threes occasionally but there's something to be said about getting the trophy or symbols that signify this thing that you accomplished was done in an excellent way mm. and that's just an investment into threes right and that's oftentimes what they long for right what do threes need to tell people in their lives that they need? I th- I think threes need to learn how to tell people what they need. I don't think it's a question of what. I think it's a question of how. Mm. Because needing something is a sign of failure. I, th- I think that threes are very good at taking care of themselves and not ever expressing that they need something. Mm-hmm. And I think their big thing is that they need to learn that it's okay to ask for things. It, it's okay to not be 100% self-sufficient. It's not that you need to communicate something specific to other people. It's that you need to communicate something to other people mm. about what you need. Yeah, I like that. The, there are some spaces that the threes in my life I see like really putting their best self forward and they haven't said yet to the people whose affirmations they desire most. Hey, you need to tell me I'm, I'm amazing at my job. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that to folks because you'll probably do it in a very tactful, funny, insightful way. <laughs> right. Tell right. Me, hey, dumbass, tell me that I'm amazing at my job or I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to go somewhere else because that's actually exactly what's going to happen. Right, right. Yeah. Bang. You want to talk about the emotional life of fours? And that's, you're just talking about life. Emotional life. All of life. Uh, So fours, we come to the end of the circle. Uh, 
fours. Because circles don't have an end. <laughs> uh, so fours, uh, the the last in the heart triad. Uh, fours are uh, right next to the head center. So fours spend a lot of time thinking about their feelings and feelings about their thinkings. Mm. They, they are very, very comfortable in emotional spaces. And because they spend so much time in their head, they are often thinking about their own emotions and their, their emotional life. And that's, uh, that's sort of the big place that they live is, is how do other people see me, but also how do I feel about that? And how do I feel about that thing that happened? And, what is life anyway? And, and the big questions and like the, the way that the heart center interprets the world, it, that is the space where fours live and spend mm-hmm. their time. And, and all emotions are okay and permissible because they're a reflection of reality. Interesting pairing with that last sentiment, because uh, fours are going to be idealists alongside mm-hmm. ones and sevens. All emotions on one front, but on the on a secondary front, how does that work with idealism? Because that feels fairly specific. Well, because uh, that idealism is as sort of a filter through which they see reality. Like like sevens as idealists the world could be more enjoyable. Like our lives could be like, look at where we could be. Let, why not go there? Yep. Ones, their idealism is about, about fixing the things that are broken. Mm-hmm. And fours, their idealism is in large measure about seeing the beauty that already exists. And the frustration comes in with a the fact that other people don't see it and b that we all are striving for something that is already amazing so like like this is one of the places where fours and sevens have such a significant disconnect is that sevens are trying to have more enjoyment while fours are saying but look at the beauty in the darkness mhm mhm and and they're both expressions of idealism, just very, very different flavors of idealism. Yeah. And it's how they connect to the world. Right. Get frustrated when they don't get it. Right. And, and, and because like from that place of, of seeing the beauty in all things and, and the complexity of, of, of the world and, and themselves force have a very clear sense of their own individuality and, and like every human being is, is unique and beautiful in the fact that they exist. And that includes me, but there's, there's something about me that like everyone else seems to fit in. Yeah. Seems to have something that, that makes their lives more interesting, easy or whatever. And, and I seem to be missing something because I'm different from everyone else. Mm hmm. And, and that frustration plays a role in, 
if only I had what they had, then I might actually be happier or I might be able to attain this whatever. We had fours getting rid of their cars when it was no longer special enough. Just listening to you, I was like, I wonder if it's the car no longer expresses their own sense of uniqueness. Yeah. Or what they want to well, convey to the world. Yeah. If it's if it's the same kind of car that everyone else drives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that would be it. And that's yeah. it's no longer special enough. Right. Right. Um, how does that work into re- in relationships, though? I'm ending a relationship because well, I'm no longer connecting ideally. I think there's a little bit too much uh, sarcasm in my answer about the car thing <laughs> because the, the, I I think it's too complex to make any kind of like snap pithy comment about why a four might get rid of their vehicle or especially about why they might end a relationship because fours have this interesting thing where like that 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 sense of lacking in themselves is also going to cause them to sort of push people away mm-hmm. and the like expecting that people are are that that they are going to eventually be too much for someone else to handle they're going to push them away and then when that person leaves they're it, they're basically proven right. Mm-hmm. So th- so that's that's one way that that fours end relationships is by intentionally and possibly subconsciously pushing people out of their lives because they feel like those people are going to leave anyway because of what are, that that sense of of deprivation that they have that they're missing something to make to allow them to be happy when, when people don't allow them the fullness of their emotional expression, that's going to be a huge problem for fours. Like, like the fact that they're too much for other people is going to end relationships. Mm -hmm. I, I think the idealism will come into play a lot when talking about whether or not fours stay in or end relationships that this relationship could be something so much fuller than it is. And because of whatever reason, it's not reaching that potential. And I'm as the four, I'm going to get frustrated and break it. Mm -hmm. If it sticks around though, then it has something that's real. That's tangible. That's would that be correct? Yeah. And and like fours are very very concerned with authenticity. And that's what I mean. And yeah, yeah the um, if even in the midst of significant hardship, the relationship remains, then there's something worth investing in. There's mm-hmm. something there to to keep. Fours uh, kind of unique on the list of types often get pegged as more emotional mm-hmm. than other types. Um, you want to just, you want to talk about the emotional life of fours in that way? Well, I think it, we, we've sort of touched on, on it and it's, it's a combination of factors. It's the fact that they live in the, they, they take in the world through that emotional center. They like this, this is the primary way that they process 
all information is by how do I feel about this? How do the people around me feel about this? How do the people around me feel about how I feel about this? How do I feel about the, how the people around me feel about this? (laughs) And then they move into their mind center and process it all over again. Right. So like that's, and, and like it just becomes this sort of back and forth of, thinking about their emotions and feeling about their thinkings and because because the one that they're farthest away from is the body center it's it the the energy and the the action and the intuition that's that's the place where they struggle the most but thinking about their feelings and feeling about their thinkings that's the thing that that they do naturally all the time and and like we said, they're they're very concerned about authenticity. So all emotions are valid, right? Because they're true. Yep. What does it look like then to invest in the in the life and heart of a four? Uh, I think it it means sticking with the intensity, being being around for the ups and the downs mm-hmm. because they're they're real and they're not going to go away. And if you can't handle that, then you probably aren't going to be able to handle a relationship with a four anyway, because mm-hmm. you're not going to fix this for them. It doesn't need to be fixed because it's not broken. It's just who they are. Mm-hmm. And it, it means investing in creating environments where they can safely start to put action into their lives. And, and like, this is coming from a body type, so it, it might be filtered through that. But, like, to have good, stable, solid relationships with other people, you have to build something together. And I don't that doesn't necessarily mean you have to physically build a space or a thing. But, but if the only thing that you're ever doing in a relationship is talking about your feelings, then you're not building something together. Yeah. You're just talking about now and the past. Yep. So so creating ways that that you can work on something and and that could be like creating art or investing in like get a puppy or <laughs> like like doing something to where you're building something more than just sitting around talking about your feelings like even if it's like working through books together or like like building something together could be literally building the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's the way that you have con- real connection with a, a four for the long term. Right. I don't often see fours as leaders of those action oriented. I don't often see fours as as the instigators of those actions. There are a few mm-hmm. I can think of that are really desirous of that and putting themselves Mm -hmm. out there and often do exactly what you're saying. They're like almost looking for partners who have the natural energy that they can. um, It's not an attaching, but it's certainly like a partnering with. Yeah. And it's a feeding into. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us action repressed people need someone to drag us along a little bit sometimes to help us get going. But in, I think uh, those who are working on their action repressed side often are almost posturing themselves for that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that can be a good move. And so, yeah. So if uh, it may feel 
like for for me, I don't want to control anybody, so it may feel like you know jumping into the space of withdrawn types is me getting in their business, but actually, it's the case that that's a place of connection for the fives, right. nines, and fours, right? And that would be the case here. What do fours need to tell people in their lives that they need? I think one of the big ones is um, that they need to be able to express the fullness of their emotionality without it being fixed, without judgment or repair. Because so many of us so easily, oh, you're sad? Let me help you be not sad. Right. And that's not what Fords are looking for. And and they need to be able to express that, that I want you to sit with me in my sadness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or or join me in my exuberance without forcing it to be, without trying to get it to be something different. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the fours need to to learn to express that they need people to stick around that push pull thing that that like the that act of pushing people away a lot of us don't have interest in sticking around for that mm-hmm. if you're going to push me away that's fine i'll go away right and fours need to communicate that like they need to learn this about themselves that this is something that they're going to do and they need to communicate to the people who are important that when this happens don't leave. Yeah. Or at least come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've referenced coping styles with the two sevens and nines before, but are some our answers here for four sixes and eights, the emotionally responsive types, mm-hmm. real similar on that as well as creating the space for eights to shoot blanks, for sixes to be validated, and fours here. Mm-hmm. Here's a grace that is needs to be applied to these types as they right. express. Right. Bang. That's what I got. Cool. We got around the circle. Yay. All the <laughs> way. Yeah. Well, anything, uh, any big thoughts just in terms of talking about the whole circle? I think the the heart center is the easiest one for us to, for culturally, for us to dismiss. And you're not a whole person if you aren't engaged in the totality of your emotional space. And, and you're not a good friend, partner, communicator, uh, leader, parent, other names for relationships if you don't care about how your behavior affects other people. The emotional center is about relationship, connection, and like th- th- this is the place where, where relationships are made or, or broken. Yeah. And if, if you dismiss this then you're missing a significant part of what it means to be human. Mm. I, I tried to earmark and highlight it for folks that are real close to me, but this just strikes me as the place the the real gold is in our romantic relationships and our relationships with family members in particular, but often with our friends as well. I think we're we choose our friends, and oftentimes... Our friendships are a little bit more natural and we engage how our friends connect to the world more. That's why we're attracted to them as friends. Sure. But you're handed your family. Yeah. There are depths to be discovered if you can 
get into that space where, oh, that's how they connect to me and to the world and opening up those those spaces. Yeah, it's just, that's, that's where the gold is. Well, friends, it would mean the world to us if you pause, take two seconds, write us a brief review and give us some stars on the iTunes. Uh, that helps people find our stuff. Um, you can also just share it with somebody that you love. You can find all the links to all of our stuff at aroundthecircle.org. You can shout outs on the Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook. They're always appreciated. A lot more people have been reaching out to us recently. I don't know if I told you this. We okay. were just we were radio silent for a year and a half or so, but slowly again. <laughs> I some blame good, the pandemic. Some good folks out there <laughs> are are sharing stuff and, and sending questions our way, which are actually really appreciated. Uh, music's by the collection and Tim Coons. And that's what I got. You got anything else there, my man? I got nothing. He's CJ Wilson. He's officially awesome, and I am Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and we love how you connect with the world. <laughs>